When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I have no words for what we just saw there. 128 to 126. The Raptors lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The The big story of this game is that the Timberwolves shot 45% from three. The Raptors shot 50% from three. Both teams shot a lot of them. Both teams got to the rim a lot. And uh, on top of that, the Raptors outscored 27 to 17 in the fourth quarter including a stretch of about four minutes where they did not get a basket. Okay, that's uh, that's unbelievable. That's a lot of levels of tough. This is the Reaction Podcast, the Raptors version of it anyway. Uh, I'm your host, Samson Folk. And this is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, that whole Goldfinger Law thing, you only pay if you win. It's pretty cool. So if you lose, you don't have to pay. That's nice. If you're interested in that, 416-730-1777. So here's the thing. 128 to 126, a sterling Scotty Barnes performance. 29 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. He was 11 of 15 from the field. I believe he was 11. Oh, sorry, he was 10 of 11 at uh, at one point in time with no turnovers. Uh, the, the end of the game went poorly for Scotty, the same way it went poorly for everyone, but at least... Scotty, my goodness, the guy. But yeah, at least Scotty was able to play a significant role at getting the Raptors through the game, during the game. Uh, they they looked like they had this game in hand. I think they led by as much as 18. They had a decent like, lead late in the game. I think it was six points before the Raptors starters came in. And, you know, it's worth noting that Joey's camp and Precious Achua... Uh, a plus 10 for Joe Wieskamp, a plus two for Precious. Joe came in and banged in all three of his triples. Uh, pretty <laughs> pretty awesome for Joe. Two of them catch and shoot, one in motion coming off of a pin down. Very nice to see for the young lad. And they played mostly zone while he was in the floor, so he didn't get uh, embarrassed on defense that much. I think there was one play where I can't remember if it was Jalen Noel or Anthony Edwards just dusted him. But hey. Them's the breaks in the NBA when, you know, he also missed uh, two two layups in transition. One got blocked, one got stripped on the way up. And if that isn't what the Raptors backcourt has been for a couple of years, particularly with Fred and Gary Wright, guys who will hit threes, but make no layups in transition. So we can't fitting in uh, exceptionally well there. But let's 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 stew on Scotty a little bit longer. I think that Scotty, uh, people have been talking about this latest stretch for him. It's been phenomenal. And I was very excited to see him in a role that saw him off ball, that saw him more catching the ball in motion. 
And so off ball doesn't necessarily mean he's not initiating actions. It just means that he's initiating different types of actions and uh, actions that are very beneficial to his current skill set that are very beneficial to what he does well. And uh, the end of the game where he tried to initiate above the break and just got stripped and wasn't able to create is an example of something that he currently has trouble with. I don't expect him to struggle uh, his whole career at that, but this is a guy who, yes, he got a couple. Nas Reed tried to, you know, jump a screen and Scotty just takes it straight down the lane for a massive dunk. But once again, we see Scotty slipping into the dunker spot, catching for finishes, uh, finishing from downtown. I think he just hit the one three in this game, but a lot of motion, making great reads as a passer in that motion, taking the ball up court. Uh, when he has the opportunity to push pace and just really doing a fantastic job of being the guy in the middle, connecting everything and finishing plays because he's such a big body on the inside. He's got great touch. And if anybody's smaller than him, he's going to win that matchup. If anyone's bigger than him, he's going to try. This is a great building block to uh, start out from. And he was just awesome tonight. You really can't say enough about Scotty Barnes, truthfully. Defensively, he was as bad as as the rest of the team. You know, 128. This is once again, I'll bring it up. I don't know when I'll stop bringing it up. Maybe when people tell me I'm being obnoxious about it. But I've tried to be tactful in asking Nick Nurse about the half-court defense. Uh, you know, I've, I've asked it on a vibes basis. I've asked it on a here's the statistical proof basis. I've asked it specifically about, you know, certain styles of, of offense that they struggle against. And I cannot get that guy to engage with this idea. What is going on with half-court defense? Because in this game, right, we see they're weak at the point of attack. This much is known. But the Raptors were weak at the point of attack for a long portion of last season, too. The rotations were better, though. Quicker rotations. More, more conviction in those rotations, both to the ball coming downhill and out to the corner when they needed to suppress shots. These are things that the Raptors, I think, are not doing as well this season. And the numbers bear that out. And we have to wait and see, like, okay, what happens with this team? This has been a couple months now where they've been one of the worst defenses in the league. And where do they go from here? This is completely the opposite of their identity. Can they turn it around? Are they supposed to be turned around currently? Are we finally seeing that they've hit their limitations? This roster, this play style, it's, this, this cannot hang against the NBA for more than a season. People used the term gimmick last year. The Raptors succeeded at things last year that they don't this year. Did the NBA catch up? It may very well have, especially since we see teams do some of the things this season that they weren't doing last season that the Raptors kind of brought to the forefront this season or last season, sorry. And this team just cannot defend, man. Like, that's the problem. They put up 126. It would have been nice if Pascal Siakam had a good game offensively, right? That would have been really nice. 13 points on, what, 18 shots? Sorry, 16 shots. He got to the line one for two. Uh, some of his foul grifting, which he's been really good at this season, as much as I know people do hate grifting, Siakam's gotten pretty good at it. He didn't get, they weren't giving him any bit of that in this game. And also the length that uh, Minnesota was able to offer at the point of attack put him in a spot where I think he struggled, man. Uh, he, he had a couple shots that were really nice getting to, you know, that maybe 11 or 12 feet hitting faders. 
it's not that the jumper was completely missing in this game. It's that he couldn't beat anybody with his quickness, really. And this does mirror some of the, I guess, problems that have been happening lately. And you could make the case that Pascal Siakam is not beating anybody with quickness anymore because the guy is tired, um, gassed, been playing a lot of minutes, hit 40 again tonight, is just not beating guys off the bounce with quickness like he was able to earlier on in the year. And so is the guy just slower? Is he tired? Is there a degradation of skills there? I would lead towards or lean towards the former. And this game struggled immensely. Um, a lack of creativity in some sense uh, down the stretch, just grifting uh, pretty unimaginative as far as like attacking the defense. He was getting deep um, with, with the body, with the, with the handle, I think earlier on in the game and created a lot of looks for his teammates. Nine assists is nothing to you know turn your nose up or anything like that. But late, uh, Pascal Siakam struggled. And um, those types of struggles match something we've been seeing a little bit more lately as his points per game have dipped a little bit, as his assists per game have dipped a little bit, and as he's looked, you know, a little bit slower on offense as far as beating guys off the bounce. And that that does take some things away. And that makes not only, you know, it, it makes it so that there's a second defender contending him at the rim, but also it means he's not getting to the rim or to that eight foot area or five foot area as quickly. And that means that that help defense is a little bit closer. It's just, it's affecting everything for him. And a game where he, he again struggled. Uh, OG Ananobi, he misses that three late. Uh, the Raptors could have won on it. Is that a big deal? I don't think so. But he also, I talked about this last reaction podcast to them. OG looks a little less involved than he used to be. Um, you know, there's a turnover on a drive here. There's there's a, mo- a more willingness to give up on his drives, the forays that he might have tried to pursue further earlier on in the season, and just less possessions overall, I think. Although if you look at the field goal attempts in the starting lineup, you go 11, 15, 16, 15, 13. There's a, a really unique spread there, right? Not unique as in, there's so many different numbers there. Unique as in that the Raptors have a very even spread going on. And OG being on the low end of that is not particularly surprising. But the Raptors with Scotty Barnes, with Gary Trent Jr., I think coming back to Minnesota, wanting to kind of leave his mark on this game, getting some shots up. Fred, man, 25 points on 13 shots. He got to the line for seven attempts, made all seven, 10 assists next to the 25. I understand Fred. Once again, we're having this conversation, had this conversation at the end of the last podcast because of the top cook reaction comment. I understand people want Fred to be the punching bag. Uh, and he's certainly not as good at the point of attack as he used to be. But it's defensively, I mean to say. But his offense, this is three games in a row now where it's just been sterling. And the Raptors offense has been sterling. So the Raptors are losing games because of their defense. And if you're going to harp on... Uh, Fred's defense, then uh, you won't get you won't get much from me. Like, sure, absolutely, it's a team wide thing, but Fred is absolutely guilty. But uh, I think that there's been some comments lately that Fred is also tanking the offense or making things worse. And it's like, man, Fred has had a lot of the ball lately. The Raptors' offense has been really good lately, and that's tough, you know. And even when it hasn't been good, if he's if he's helping bring it up. It's just that inconsistency, right? Like Fred's offensive season has been a roller coaster of ups and downs. It's it's tough to know what you're going to get from him game to game. 
this is the third game in a row where the three has been working, where the drives have been working, and and the catch and shoot, maybe most importantly, has been a factor in his performances. So we'll see what happens with Fred. My goodness, though, uh, it's been an odyssey of a year for the man and the Raptors adjacent to him, I would say. And late, I nobody could really score. Uh, Scotty had that that dunk late. That was nice, and he he flashed the middle. He caught it. Nas Reed was the low man and jumped out at him and gave him a wide-open lane to the bucket, and he dunked it, so that was nice. But the Raptors, they really struggled to create in that fourth quarter, and that's everybody, man. That's everybody. I, I think Scotty Barnes, man, he had a couple nice plays, but the Raptors just as a whole were not scoring the basketball easily. And you got to be able to score if the other team is going to put up almost 30 in that frame. If they're going to beat you by 10, if they're going to come down with the Kyle Andersons, with the Anthony Edwards, if they're going to come down there and beat you, man, Nas Reed, you know, it's it's crazy to look at this this Wolves team. I didn't say this at the top of the podcast, and I probably should have, but there's no Carl Anthony Towns here, right? There's no Rudy Gobert here, right? They're missing other players, too. And they have Jalen Noel, they have Edwards, Russell, Reed, McDaniels, Anderson. Uh, Torian Prince, you know, gives you six points, four assists. He played 22 minutes. Uh, Garza gives you seven points and 14. But it's it's mostly that that first grouping I mentioned who really come out and do damage. Jaden McDaniels, awesome player. He's, he's got so much, you know, creativity and length off the bounce. I think he's a future all-star hiding in plain sight. I, I think I said as much last year, too. Perhaps... You know, it's just, he was one pick away, man. <laughs> he was 28. I, I thought the Raptors, you know, I thought they were going to get him in that draft instead of Malachi Flynn. That would have been something, man. But he, he's such a he's such a natural defender. Like, he gets around screens like a guy eight inches shorter. He's so slinky. He's so good in contest. He can take bumps and recover with his length. McDaniels is awesome, and he's got he's got stuff going on offensively. You know, he had a couple threes, like four maybe in this game, right? Finishes with 18. Ant is going to score. I didn't think Ant was having like a fantastic game. In fact, even though it's 23-5-7 with three steals, I think it's still a pretty poor game for him. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, there are so many plays you see where he manipula- manipulates with his body, manipulates with his eyes, and it's these simple passes, but he's just doing so much work before the pass gets there to set up a read that the defense will start reacting to, and then he'll ping the ball elsewhere. And not to mention, like, the threes he was hitting late, hitting his free throws late. He went 5 for 10 from downtown, 25 points, 6 assists. He And also Russell, I think, is a better defender than Edwards. I think he's a better defender than Noel, and I think that he's a guy who's engaged, especially in in team defense. And while uh, it wasn't a big factor during this game, the Raptors, they faltered late, and Russell, I think, was was a big part of that. Uh, man, you know, and Kyle Anderson, 20, 10, and 6. This guy, so this is a guy I, I talked about during free agency, is saying, like, I hope the Raptors get that guy. Mid-level exception, that's who I wanted. Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, he's awesome. And he added so much to the to the Wolves in this game. His defense, he really picked up late. I think that he had decent matchups throughout. You know, 20 points, like getting in the lane, just those those little Euro steps that he can turn into a pass or a floater or or an extended step through finish. And, and man, and hitting threes when the ball swung to him. Eight of nine from the floor is just surgical. They, they pick the Raptors apart. And... <sighs> 
is is there a fix for these losses for the Raptors? It's tough to say. I don't think so. This this has been reflected in, in the weekly podcast. I zoom out more often, right? And the conversations I've been having on the weekly podcast, I think for people who uh, who listen to those, is it reflects that I think that the team is not headed in the proper direction and that it would make more sense for the Raptors to try and step back this season. And I, I think that more and more people are coming around to that idea and the severity of that step backwards is is different within that camp. You know, there's the the people who want just Scotty going forward. There's people Scotty and OG. There's people Scotty, OG, Pascal. You know, it it doesn't necessarily have to look one way. I'm sure there's a lot of different there's branching timelines for the Raptors to choose from, but I think more and more of them are looking like they're they're a step back. And this team, with how often they lose games with the lack of fundamentals sometimes down the stretch, uh, the game getting away from them continuously in the way that they would get hammered early in games. And now the way that they're able to get hammered late in games, it's just at 20 and 26 on the season now, it's a team that loses too often. I don't, I understand people like, oh yeah, there was that Miami Heat team that it was like, what? what were they 13 and 33 and then they went 33 and something i don't know they had like a really good run in the second half of the season there's boston from last year but it's not about the fact that it's done or been done before right uh none of none of it ever is the the fact is that you have to look at what's happening on the court and the raptors they are worse than their numbers you know that that's kind of the the thing here is that other teams you can look and they're better than the numbers and Maybe you'd appeal to net rating or something, but then you would easily be able to debunk the Raptors' inflated net rating with how many low leverage minutes they play, how they overplay their starters, and the fact that it's it was ballooned by two back-to-back wins in November and the end of October that they won by 70, 73 between the two of them. The Raptors, they've only lost one game by over 20 this season because they play their starters so often. Their numbers are inflated and they're still bad. This team has not been good this year. And sure, they started out good. I Like that 5-3 and three start against the quality of teams they were playing, uh, the defense was good. They looked in rhythm. Pascal was leading the offense. They, they seemed like a strong team. I understand why people believed in it. it. It just, it's not there anymore. And it wasn't there against the Wolves. Tough pill to swallow, but... This appears to be exactly where they are. Can't get around it, man. It's it's tough. Lou Satzman will have a an autopsy report. As uh, if anybody remembers that, he would write like these wonderful uh, pieces, kind of from the perspective of a detective trying to figure out like how did these Raptors die, and he would do them after a loss in the playoffs. They're some of my favorite um, sports like sports writing. They're just awesome. And uh, he'll have one of those for you tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. And so look forward to that. I, I can't wait to read it either. He, he's always so thorough and so fun in the way that he kind of dives in. Uh, yeah, RaptorsRepublic.com. Subscribe for that. Man, Reggie Evans Award. I just want to give it to Scotty. Um, Scotty has been the, the, the saving grace of this last stretch, right? Scotty is... Pascal was the the saving grace of the early stretch because it was like, man, we have this type of player on our team, and they still do. 
but also Scotty because of the conversations that were had about him, not by myself, of course, but conversations were had about him, work ethic, uh, stagnation, etc. cetera. Uh, the guy is moving forward. Other players in the league thought that Scotty was moving forward. Many people thought Scotty was moving forward, and I think that it's bearing out currently. He also looks healthier. Uh, this is this is a guy who I think it's fair to say, man, headed for big things. Good for you, Scotty. Uh, hell yeah. Reggie Evans award to him. Let's dive into the top quick reaction comments. And it is from loading. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, no. We got to. Guys, I hate the paragraphs. I don't want to read that much. But, hey, you wrote the paragraph. People liked it. So I'm going to dive in. From Raptors, bracket, Bry, bracket, quote, this team is a joke. Like, seriously, WTF, you can't even beat an average team missing two of its top three players on the second night of a back-to-back playing in effing Denver right after you lose to another team missing Giannis and Middleton. And this while blowing an 18-point lead. Like, WTF, I'd see a whole bunch of selfish morons out there, whether it is Fred dribbling the arrow to the ball and slowing the pace down, Gary never looking to pass, and OG and his pathetic dribbling turnovers, then Siakam forcing ill-advised shots every single time, and then choking in the clutch like always, and of course Nick and his trash coaching without making any adjustments and not rolling with what's working. Blow it up, this team is a mess, a bunch of egos that don't want to win and are in it for the stats and money. Um, So I will say this. You're addressing offensive failures. I think that's everybody focuses on offensive failures because they're so visceral and easy to notice. And, and just like everybody focuses on like, oh, he got blown by. is like that's the only way to fail defensively, right, is a blow by. It's not like a missed rotation. And people don't understand how the Raptors rotate at the back of their defense and why. Oh, that's actually just as detrimental, if not more, than the blow by because every team in the NBA gives up blow buys at the point of attack because you it's hard to guard the point of attack in the NBA. In a, on a night where the Raptors score 126, you're listing only offensive problems. And uh, I, I, I don't agree. Like Gary never looking to pass. This isn't new. This isn't why the Raptors aren't succeeding. Gary has never been like a, a playmaker. Fred, I don't think dribbled the air of the ball and like slowed the pace down. I think Fred like plugged into the offense and played really, really well tonight on that end. He was not selfish. He moved the ball where it needed to go. He was super efficient in his own right. And uh, Siakam, this is just like bitter. This like, I don't know. Maybe you guys like this, but this is just bitter. Uh, And that's fine. Uh, Blow it up. Team's a mess. Uh, egos that don't want to win and are in it for the stats and money. I hate this. I hate when it's just like it becomes about like selfishness. It becomes about money. It becomes about I don't know about all that. Sometimes teams just aren't as good. This is like a lot of different personalities. This is a lot of different play styles. There's a lot of stuff going into one thing. And it's hard to win at the NBA level. Uh, this is such a negative comment. I get you guys are eating it up. It's far too negative <laughs> for my taste. Uh, that doesn't mean, like, as I said earlier on the podcast, you're supposed, you you want to take that step back. You have to evaluate. And as I've said in my work, as I've said on the podcast, all that kind of stuff, I think that the Raptors have to look at what they've built, what is wrong with it, everything like that. But this is needlessly uh, uh, harsh, pessimistic, etc. But then again, people liked it. 
Uh, top quick reaction, <laughs> top quick reaction comment. There it is. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.